Two big projects for the General Services Administration have moved along in recent weeks. The revamping of the venerable multiple award schedules contract and the congressionally mandated e-commerce marketplace. Larry Allen of, Fe- of Allen Federal Business Partners has been watching closely, joins me with an update. And this update to the schedules, this is like a lot of GSA projects. They have kind of epical proportions. Larry, what's the latest? Well, Tom, there are two things that are going on this summer with GSA's uh, schedules consolidation project. The first is they're coming out and have come out with uh, solicitation for comments on standardizing contract clauses uh, for for their schedule contracts. The whole idea is to get down to a more consistent set of rules and regulations that govern schedule contracts across the board. And I think there's some good there and some perhaps unintended consequences there for industry if they're not paying attention. Uh, and of course, I recommend that they do pay attention. And what I mean by that, Tom, is while consolidation is a good thing, a number of companies have probably gone out and negotiated special terms and conditions for their contracts that they'd like to maintain. So it's particularly important to keep an eye on the contract modifications you get as a contractor from GSA to make sure that you're not inadvertently giving away special carve-outs and special terms that are important for your company. And frankly, those are the terms that you're going to continue managing to, uh, even though GSA may have changed them. So the contract terms are, are one part of it. The other thing that GSA has gone out for comment on, Tom, is how they are going to classify the solutions that are available through schedule contracts. And the intent here is to make it easier to find solutions on the schedule so that customer agencies don't have to speak GSA. That's GSA's term for it. And I think that that is very well intended. This isn't the first time the agency has tried that type of consolidation uh, to improve their taxonomy and make it easier for people to find solutions. But I think this one has a really uh, reasonable shot at being successful. Uh, There are, of course, people in the government who specialize in being able to find things by speaking GSA. But uh, if you can open it up and make it more uh, consistent with other uh, government contract classifications, that could be a good thing. Yeah, you might have better things to do, like learning Esperanto instead of GSA. (laughs) But getting back to the earlier point about the contract clauses, what you're saying then is as these clauses evolve and become standardized, each individual company has to make sure that they're managing to terms as they actually are, not as they think they are or they might have been. Well, that's exactly right. And look, GSA isn't trying to pull a fast one on you, Mr. Contractor or Ms. Contractor, uh, but you need to pay attention to this uh, contract consolidation project. And I recommend it strongly that people submit comments to GSA on this. I think that if the government doesn't hear from you, uh, they don't hear from you at your peril. But you ought to be paying attention because while they haven't come out with standard configurations yet, Tom, their plan is to do just that sometime in fall, probably October. And that is when you could wake up one morning and find that all those special terms that you negotiated for and hard-fought concessions from GSA are no longer part of your deal.
We're speaking with Larry Allen, president of Allen Federal Business Partners. And let's move on to the e-commerce systems that GSA is mandated to build. There's progress there, and it looks like Congress is making some detailed requests here. Uh, Tom, they are. Uh, Congress is very much involved in GSA's e-commerce rollout. Uh, There is a draft RFP on the street right now uh, for the e-marketplace portion of the pilot e-marketplace is the part that GSA wanted to proceed with for a pilot. Uh, Congress already has language in the FY20 defense authorization bill that directs GSA to expand the pilot to two other types of electronic commerce platforms. They've heard from a number of their constituents, Tom, and others that GSA's approach, they believe, is too narrow and excludes a lot of companies that want to participate in the e-commerce marketplace. So that's just one way when con- that Congress is uh, making sure that they provide a lot of oversight to this program for GSA, even as the agency itself moves forward with a narrower version of its uh, e-commerce platform. All of this is shaping up to be a pretty exciting Uh, last part of the calendar year 2019 with an expected launch of a pilot program at the beginning of calendar 2020. And would this electronic marketplace take in the schedule sales or would it take in the, I guess, what is it, 10 categories under category management? I mean, what's going to be sold there that's not already claimed? That's an excellent question, Tom. And there's a lot of concern among schedule contractors that this e-market uh, pilot will eat into schedule sales, uh, even though GSA is going to narrowly, tarot, t- narrowly tailor the p- pilot program to uh, mostly products with the intent to exclude IT. Uh, there are a lot of schedule contractors who are in the areas that will be piloted that uh, feel challenged by this, and I can understand why. Uh, the orig- The intent of this pilot program, however, is to really capture micro-purchase transactions that are already taking place. So the whole e-commerce idea and the original congressional intent was not to supplant existing acquisition methods uh, like the schedule contract or other standing IDIQs, but to improve the visibility, improve the pricing for micro-purchase transactions that are already being done by government, sometimes, most of the time, without a lot of visibility. Uh, The idea being that if you can get better visibility into micro-purchase transactions, you have more spend analysis data, more spend under management for OMB purposes, and that that lower part of the marketplace, those lower dollar transactions, are then more transparent and have better visibility. So in some sense, it's more aligned with maybe credit card purchases than with those purchases from the vehicles you just mentioned. Well, that's certainly the intent. However, as I said, I do recognize the concerns that schedule contractors have, particularly if you're somebody like an office supply manufacturer or office supply contractor. You've already experienced some erosion of your market share because... Uh, regardless of the GSA platform, uh, federal agencies are using their purchase cards today to buy from e-marketplace providers. Uh, and the concern is that 
a GSA sponsored program would just enhance that erosion. And very quickly, there was a amendment to the National Defense Authorization Act of all places by Senator Sonny Perdue, not to be confused with the Agriculture Secretary from Georgia, that uh, you're calling an anti-Amazon measure. Right. Well, this was a, an amendment that Senator Perdue was going to try to have attached to the Senate version of the Defense Authorization Bill that. Uh, would have uh, required GSA to do a number of things, would have required them to uh, make uh, multiple awards, even though that's always been the agency's intent all the the time. It would also uh, restrict, severely restrict how contractors on the GSA pilot could use the data they collect. And the concern there is, Tom, that uh, data collected in the commercial marketplace by Amazon and others can be used to... uh, strengthen the e-marketplace providers' uh, offerings uh, and make those more competitive than competing offerings that come from the vendors who sell through the platform itself. Uh, Those concerns were noted. Uh, They have not been, to my knowledge, adopted in the Senate's version of the Defense Authorization Bill. Uh, We'll see uh, what happens in conference. Uh, because we have yet to have the final version. But right now, uh, I think GSA is on notice about those concerns, but they're not actually in the legislation. Larry Allen is president of Allen Federal Business Partners. As always, thanks so much. Tom, I appreciate your time, and I wish your listeners happy selling. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand and on your device. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.